You're listening to LibraryCast, brought to you by Somerset Libraries. And we're proud to present to you this year's highlights from Glastonbury Festival 2023. Somerset Libraries took a marquee down to the Woods' stage area, formerly John Peel, and set up Woods' library full of books, 3D printers and so much more. This episode of LibraryCast presents conversations we had with our library visitors. Welcome to LibraryCast. You may just have heard of its name. I'm heading there with a million others, and we'd love it if you'd come and play. There's a heart drumming behind me. There's a crowd who breathe in my every tone. Why was it so long? Hello, I'm Laura, and I'm visiting Somerset Libraries at Glastonbury this year. Um, and I'm from Reading. What was your first impressions when you saw us? Uh, I thought it was really cool to see a library at the festival. There's been um, other libraries and other book-related things at, on site before, so it's nice to see it in a different area now and also sponsored by an actual council. So, yeah, that was really cool. And you came in actually surprised to see some books, weren't you? Did you actually see any books that you thought you might like to borrow? Yeah, so someone recommended some G.R.R. Martin to me, so that was pretty cool, so I think I might, I might go back for those. Yeah. What do libraries mean to you? Uh, they've always been like great spaces to be creative and sort of escape the outside world. Um, and it was nice to see libraries sort of bringing in new things as well, like the 3D printer here. Did that surprise you? Have you seen 3D print printers and digital equipment in your local uh, library in Reading? No, I've not actually seen that in Reading or anywhere actually. I've never seen a 3D printer in a library. So I thought that was really cool that it's like a new service that libraries can provide for people. So yeah. Does that kind of, having been to Woods' library today, does that kind of inspire you to go back into your public library soon? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I'm going to start using their printers more because I've just remembered they exist there, so yeah. So in your diary, when you enter the date today, which is June the... 21st? Thank you, because <laughs> I've forgotten. It was, yeah. It's been a busy day at the library, over 100 people so far and counting. Lovely. When you, when you can imagine putting your entry for today... Uh, coming to Woods's library as your teenage self and your okay. current self, what would you put in your diary? Uh, I'd probably be like, oh my god, books at Glastonbury, this is amazing. And think of all the creative stories you could write about just this space here in these fields and all the ma- magical things that happen here. So you have one visit. Are we going to see you back again? Yeah, absolutely. I'll be back. I'll bring friends. <laughs> That's what I like. Thanks for joining us <laughs> no on worries. LibraryCast. Awesome. Having rhyme time here at Woods's Library and joined by Laura for the session. Were you surprised that we had story time in the mornings at Glastonbury Festival? Definitely. I love how child friendly it is and the fact the library's here is brilliant. So you brought how many little ones have you brought with us today? One and one on the way, but I've got a 19-month-old that's enjoying it this year. And why do you think coming to the library at Glastonbury Festival, most people may think that's a strange thing to do. Why do you think it's special for you? 
the interactive side, interactive side of things, and the main thing for us as well is we forgot library books this year to bring with us. So he's really enjoying the fact that we can come borrow a book, bring it back the next day, pass it on. So that's a really, really good thing for us to be able to do this year. And you must have had the library experience yourself when you were young growing up you're passing on to your children is that how it worked for you when you were younger yeah definitely we used to have the mobile library van that used to come around so i remember my brother and i going and sitting in there on a friday afternoon and enjoying the books there i was really keen to get benji going uh, and he loves it now before i went back to work after maternity leave um, i used to go when it was a rainy day and we'd just go and spend the morning there there's so much more than books we've got interactive games with the children it's a really nice meet and greet now that i'm back in work my husband has thursdays off and he enjoys taking every week for that interactive play side of things it's not the quiet shush place that it used to be so you've done it once we see libraries as recyclable everything we do is reusable you can visit more than once so we're not single use do you think you might come back to the library story time tomorrow a hundred percent yeah we've been up this morning early doors um, and i think it opens at 9 a.m did you say so yeah we'll definitely be back for some more interactive story time and the play outside it's wonderful it's because it's been nice and cool in the river today that bear's going through the river last one the The other quarter is with us. Yes, I am. <laughs> Introduce yeah. yourself. Uh, I'm Miles. Uh, I'm from Cheadle Hume in Manchester. Uh, and we're here at Glastonbury 2023. We arrived yesterday mid-afternoon after a bit of a slog getting in. And we walked past, we're, we're camping in the kids' ground, so we walked past the library and thought, that is a great idea. We had stupidly forgotten all of the books that we normally bring for Benjamin, uh, our son. And... Uh, Books is a big part of his bedtime cue, so reading a book uh, is is a good cue for getting him into a mode of sleep. Uh, and without that, it's it's quite difficult to sort of get him to bed. Um, so this was a godsend, to be honest. It, it was an absolute saviour. So we've come down this morning. We've had an interactive session with your colleague, which was absolutely lovely, um, and we're able to take away sort of books to read to him and, and it's, it's I think it's a great idea the whole pass it on as well especially with sort of writing Glastonbury Festival 2023 on the back I'm, I'm already thinking of people that I can pass this on to who I know will probably be back here in a couple of years and it will make its way all the way around again I think that's such a nice idea Waddle like a penguin in the snow. Run like a uh, what is it? ostrich. Go, go, go. Can an ostrich fly? No. Oh, too heavy. Show off your tail and wriggle your feathers. What's that one? Peacock. Nick, you're at the library. What are you doing? What's your wife doing at the library? Uh, she just sat down having story time with her daughter and we're just generally having a mooch around because we've just got here and we want the kids to see as much as they can. 
So did you know, did you expect there was going to be a library at Woods's? And what is your first impression when you saw it? Um, I didn't expect there to be a library, to be honest. Um, but when we saw it, I said, that's pretty cool. Let's go over. The kids both enjoy reading, um, as my wife does, not myself so much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we thought we'd come over and have a look. It looks really cool. And you're mentioning that you're here for your first Glastonbury. Yep. At your first visit to a library in a while for you, Nick? Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> so you got a special occasion. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so on Saturday, it's my wife and myself's 10-year anniversary. Um, we got married in Vegas 10 years ago. So we can't wait to see Guns N' Roses on Saturday night. Let's celebrate that. And when you come into the library with the story time, uh, is books an important part in the, 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 the Nick and wife household? Yeah, very much so, yeah. Both children have massive bookshelves in the room. Uh, we promote it, we read two to three books every night to the children as they're going to sleep. Um, yeah, we find it very important, especially our son Leo. He's on his, are you in your gold award at school for reading? Uh, which means he's read a hundred books already this term. So yeah, it's, yeah, we push it as much as we can. Do you know if I had just that piece just or it was part. changed ever so slightly and I'm like, how much is a 3D printer? No, I'm not buying a 3D printer, Prohibited, I'll just, yeah. I'll just, I'll make two and then. But if, if there was a centralised service where you could send CAD files. Similarly, if we've got a 3D printer at the library and you need that part that's snapped on that thing, yeah. you can find the file and get it printed at the library. That's such a good idea. <laughs> I never, I, you hear of all these maker spaces in America, yes. things like that, and they have sort of, you can rent shop time, places like that. I mean, I'm lucky enough that I have a little bit of the space where I can have my woodworking tools, but I certainly don't have the space or the capacity for anything like this. Welcome to Saturday at Glastonbury Festival, joined by Killian on Librarycast. You brought a book back, haven't you, Killian? What have you brought back? Um, Radio Silence by Alice Oseman. Um, and tell us a little bit about what the book is about. So the book is about um, like friends who live in a village. I'm not quite sure where, but definitely in Britain. And it's about a, like how if you keep things in, it can like emotions and feelings it can escalate to really big things so you should just tell you should tell people and have a close network of people you are yeah you, you like and love you know so you brought the book back and uh, you've come back for another book yeah, yeah you obviously love books what 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 do books mean to you why are they so important for you in your in your day-to-day -day world um they're a way to escape you really like it's um I really like getting into a book and getting it in the morning and then finishing it in the evening, you know? Um, yeah, that's what it means, just a way to escape. And uh, you use a library back home in your yeah. local library as well? Um, Edinburgh, so it's in Leith. It, yeah, it, that's where we go and yeah, it's really nice. It's really big actually and the staff are really helpful there. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining. You're going to choose another book now, aren't you? Yeah. What do you think you might borrow? Um, I've, I've got it here. It's called Yes, No, Maybe So. Um, I'm excited about it, yeah. What drew you to this particular book? Well, I think I, I read the author before, um, a couple of times before. Um, so, yeah. Um, and it's in the young adult section, so... And that's kind of the stuff that I read, so it just... Yeah, that's why I chose it. And 
the blurb on the back is always really important. Did you read that before choosing your Not book? yet, no, I haven't read it yet. Why don't you read a bit from the blurb on the back so we can get a taste of your book? Um, yeah, going door to door isn't exactly how they imagined spending their summons, summers, but as the poles grow closer, so do Jamie and Maya. Ma mastering local activism is one thing, navigating a cross-cultural romance is a whole lot more co complicated. That sounds amazing. I'd love to yeah. hear what, how you might review that after you read it. Yeah. Read it. Killian, thank you very much. Maybe we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, um, thank you. Well, we've spoken to the sun, and it's, it's kind of books are for adults and grown-ups and so are stories, and I'm joined by Claire, Killian's mum. You must be very proud of your boy. I am so proud of him, yeah. He is a real um, book lover. Um, I've brought him up well, I like to think. Um, I've worked in publishing my whole career, so books are my world, and uh, I'd like to think that they're his world too. So, yeah. When you first started reading when you were your son's age, yeah. did you use libraries when you, when you were young and did that help you to get where you are today? Definitely. I mean, my mum used to take us to the library every week. We had one near our house. We went every, I think it was a Thursday because it was open late after work on a Thursday. So we would go there and I would buy, you know, borrow like five books at a time. And I was a voracious reader as a kid. Um, and I would read books again and again. Actually, I was a repeat reader. So I enjoyed that. And I was also really good at English at school. That was my thing. And then I went to university and I studied English literature. And then you come out of that, you went, well, what am I going to do now as a job? Not very much options. So, and then I thought about it and I went into um, publishing and I've been working in publishing for 25 years. Well congratulations on that and without publishers we don't have books in our libraries do we? And I'm just wondering, tell us a little bit about uh, the publishers that you've worked for and yeah. some of the highlight moments in the books that you have been publishing. So yeah, I, I used to work for a very small niche um, publishing company who actually specifically made books for libraries so that was their thing they had a they had a uh, connection and they made the sort of the more durable hardback um, specially bound books for libraries and so that was that was my entryway into publishing and then after that I've worked I worked freelance for you know two decades and um, working for different publishers like Canongate in Berlin and uh, lots of Edinburgh based publishers so yeah my, my um, highlight is just reading books before anyone else gets to read them that's my that's a real treat for me I, I get to edit them I read them I make them the best they can be so that when they get into the readers hands they are polished and final um, it's a real treat I think you mentioned you're now doing a, a health publishing book yeah. uh, share what you're doing at the moment with us and maybe how libraries can collaborate and support and support those books well, it's not really books so much, it's more leaflets and pamphlets and posters. I work for um, the NHS in Scotland and we work for, um, we produce um, campaigns for people to encourage people to get their flu vaccine or their COVID vaccine or help people to stop smoking or drink less alcohol, um, even cleaning their teeth, those kind of things. It's very specialised public health information that we produce, screening, um, immunisation, all that kind of stuff. I've been doing that for about eight years. And I guess, you know, libraries would be inherent in that because we'd put the posters up in there, you know, public service kind of catching people's attention in a public space. Um, so that's really kind of um, integral. You know, we also put them up in public places like doctor surgeries, hospitals and that kind of thing. So, yeah. So a family of book lovers, when you came to Glastonbury Festival, did you know there was going to be a library here? Absolutely not. It's such a treat. We were, we were delighted. My son only brought one book with him and he's already read two since we got here. So this is amazing that we have this opportunity to come and borrow a book keep him entertained while we're watching some bands that he's not so into and uh, you know it's brilliant I'm so glad you're here
I'm joined by Lika. Welcome to Woods' Library. This is your first time that you've been at the library? No, I actually was here last year uh, in 2022 when you guys were here and um, I actually came looking for you this time. Last year I really enjoyed the fact that there are opportunities to borrow books and um, also there was I think on the last day there were some free books which I was able to take home to my children which made me feel like I came back from, from the festival with something both educational and interesting for them but also something they were really excited to have and um, it was just such a lovely experience last year so when we were exploring I was like I'd really like to come and check out to see if you guys are back and I'm delighted that you are. So sometimes you compare and contrast. Last year we were on a, a van uh, yeah. looking like a mobile library. This year it's a marquee. What differences do you like about the library of Woods's that we've brought to the festival this year? I think the marquee gives it a much more, a slightly more festively vibe and it also makes you feel a slightly more permanent structure and, and, uh, and I quite like that. I also really love the decor in here, whereas I felt that the, the bus was quite warm just because of the, the enclosed nature of it. So I think this is an absolutely lovely addition. Yeah. I'm getting the impression you love books. Um, how important are books to you and your family? Oh, they're very important. I read to my children every night. Um, I try and read for my own pleasure as well, but that's, as a mum of two young children, is quite difficult. So I, where I can, I read. Um, but I absolutely think that um, books are the gateway to learning and understanding and just opening your mind to other cultures other experiences and you know I mean as well as talking to other people but if that's not immediately open to you books are just such a wonderful opportunity. So you had a look around the library what's standing out in the library? I've, no I've noticed that you've got this refugee week um, display which is really lovely and some books there that I recognise which was really nice some nostalgic ones from my youth um, and I also really like the sort of children's area um, I understand that they've been doing some uh, like readings to the, to the children in the morning, which sounds absolutely wonderful. My children are not here this year, so they won't be joining us. But I think that's an absolutely lovely idea to, as, an, as an opportunity for kids to have somewhere to sit outside, out of the sun, in, in a bit of fresh air uh, and, and hear an, a new story, maybe something they haven't heard before. So we've got a visitor here at Woods' Library. Uh, we are joined by Justin Morris from the Refugee Council because this week at Glastonbury Festival, it is Refugee Week. Justin, tell us a little about what Refugee Week is and what its purpose is and what would you like to achieve from the week that we're entering into now? So yeah, um, Refugee Week is from, runs from 19th to the 25th of June and it's a collaboration of different refugee-based charities across the UK. We really want to, to sort of uh, highlight the, the true story of, of refugees. So we were very, very happy to be in, to get into collaboration with Glastonbury because obviously the festival runs at the same time as, the, as Refugee Week and then be put in contact with the, the good people at Somerset Library to organise getting some, uh, some books in, into the library where we hope people come and read about some, some, some real life experiences of refugees, not some of the things that are reported in the media which maybe aren't as accurate. Tell us a little bit about some of the books that you've kindly lent to Somerset Libraries for us to pass on to the community within Somerset. So, so the books have been recommended by the co-chairs of, um, of Refugee Week and that's um, uh, Dean McCad, um, and Emma Solomon, who's the CEO of the Refugee Council. Um, and th there's a whole host of different books, diff different in, in regards to sort of age levels, I suppose. So there's books for kids, but also, um, you know, sort of quite famous stories like Lost in Translation, which is obviously, you know, made into a movie. Um, and uh, When Hitler Stole 
Pink Rabbit, which is a classic Judith uh, care book. So there's many different books for all ages, just to get people to understand genuine plight of refugees. You're listening to LibraryCast, brought to you by Somerset Libraries, from our library at Glastonbury Festival this year with the sights and sounds. And I've been in conversation with Justin Morris from the Refugee Council. At our library marquee, Woods's Library, we also had some music. And coming up next, we have some music from Somerset Group, The Portraits. They'll be introducing their song. And then we'll be talking to Kim and Elliot, who watched the concert at Woods's Library at the festival. And it's called Fairy Lights. And here we go. Two, one, two, three, four. joined by Kim and Elliot who just saw the portraits and when you came over to say hello you, the first question you asked was um, if you guys were Somerset Library and if you've been here before 
That's right, and I couldn't remember, and then you reminded me what, where we were and what we brought. What do we bring? Well, Elliot, remember, didn't you? You were looking for, what were they last year, Elliot? They were in like a white van, was it? Yeah, it was like a big bus van, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and you were really excited it was those guys again, weren't you? Yeah. It was one of your highlights, I'd say, right? Yeah. yeah. We now yeah. have this marquee. What do you think of the library today? I think it's pretty good. It's a bit bigger. It's just a nice little place that people can just sit down and have a little, nice little rest and look at books. Is that how you feel? It's quite hot today, isn't it, yeah. at, at, at the Glastonbury Festival? Do you find the library is a nice place to chill and relax? Yeah. yeah. It's also nice and breezy. It is, isn't it? <laughs> yes, that's right. So, um, when you saw us, what are you hoping you might do with uh, Atwoods' libraries for the rest of the weekend? Well, it was really nice that we got to see the band then. It was really nice to be really close to them and just to hear the, the instruments. That was really cool. Um, and you've got the crafts on as well, haven't you? Um, so, yeah, no, it's great. I think um, we kept, we were allowed to keep the book last year as well, which was really cool because yeah. the only other day you were reading it, weren't you? The Minecraft yeah. book that we got. So that was very kind of the library that we took that away as a little token gesture. Yeah. So it looks like you've got a different setup this year, but it's, it's awesome that people can just come and retreat here when they need that little bit of just a little bit of respite which is kind of needed at Glastonbury. You have to pace yourself. You do, it's 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 not a sprint. (laughs) What do libraries mean to you both, Kim? Yeah so um, we're actually part of the home education community and I think libraries are absolutely key to that because um, Elliot doesn't have access to a school library so the only library that we have access to is, is the public library in Northwich. So it's fundamental to that community um, and also to communities who can't afford physical books and obviously now audio books as well. Um, it's it's really key that that's, it's an integral part of the community that everybody needs and should receive as much funding as possible. So yeah, it's, um, and certainly when I was, Elliot was little, it was a place for me when he was tiny to just tap into a, a different community as well, those with little ones. So it was a, a meeting place as well. And I'm wondering for you, Elliot, first of all, why do you love libraries so much? Just because sometimes it's just better because you don't have to spend your money and you can just come in, get your book, then a few days later you can renew it once it's run out and just keep reading that book. So it's absolutely amazing that you can just get a free book. All you have to do is pop into the library and renew it. And that's all you ever have to do to get do it. But if you buy a book, you might not have to do that, but it's money spent. And some people don't, like my mum was saying, some people don't have the money to actually buy those books. So libraries are good because they don't have to spend any money to renew it or anything. They could just come in, get the books. Wandering around the festival is always a wonderful thing to do. It's a great thing to catch and bump into people that you've seen before, but also to take libraries across the whole of the festival. So I'm wandering around and I've come to the campsite crew that give everyone help and support. In case they're a bit hot, they can get some shade, but also to give directions of where they've got lost and help to refine their, their route to the Avalon stage or wherever else they choose to go. And I'm here with Dan, and uh, Dan, we met last year, didn't we? Uh, yeah, you uh, you interviewed my wife and my my girls. We came over and met you at the uh, the library in Woodsies. It's really brilliant that that you're out here promoting it again. And certainly as part of the campsite crew, we get people coming and asking what can we do. We can see when kids are getting a little bit um, overwhelmed or getting a bit hot, and it's fantastic to have somewhere else to send them because certainly today it's Thursday. The kids field opens in 24 minutes, and it's I from my own experience last year. I know that it's it's rammed in that first few times. So to have an alternative somewhere they can go, 
um, somewhere closer by on this side. We're up by the pyramid at the moment, so somewhere easier to send them to where there's probably fewer people. It's just a really good thing for the families to, to have that place to go for a little bit of a more chilled experience. Dan, you were talking about uh, visiting your local library in Wells, Somerset. Uh, what do you love most of all about Wells? What does Wells Library mean to you and your family? Uh, my daughters, absolutely, they love it. They, um, there is some provision of books at school for reading, but the, the range that you can get from the library, the fact that you can reserve them uh, for kids for no charge, so you know if they're reading a series, you know that you can get the next one and then the next one and then the next one, uh, and it's just a, a really exciting trip for them. When they got to the site, they joined a huge crowd, carrying tents and camp chairs and mats. Everyone was super sparkly and bright, wearing ridiculous hats. <laughs> some funny hats. Funny hats. In the morning, they went to the big main stage. It looked just like it did on the telly. There were so many people, colours and flags. It was loud, a little bit smelly. Little bit smelly. Little bit smelly. Little bit smelly. Little don't worry, we'll leave no trace. Oh, isn't it crazy? So colourful. Anything can happen at a festival. We've just had Catherine O'Shea at Molly's First Festival, joined by Jen, Mum, to your, your lovely son. Yep. And you were here for the book uh, talk, weren't you? Yep. How was it for you? gorgeous so it's Ebba's first festival and so you came over and you said oh look it's, it's a book called Molly's first festival and I was like we've just got here this is brilliant and it was it was it's just beautifully illustrated by Catherine just found out and um, it's all just it's it's like I don't know it's a book for parents and for children and it's just chaotic and beautiful and realistic and dreamy and just so lovely and Molly's here and it's just like oh I just said, are they gonna, is there going to be a Molly's second festival, a third festival, a fourth? Yeah, it was well, I hope so. Um, so this is your first festival as well, is it? Well, no, I've been here loads before, but it's our first festival with Ebba, our son. So when you were thinking about coming to the festival for the day, because you're local, you're a member of Wells Library, aren't you? I am a member of Wells Library, so is Ebba. He's got his own little rainbow card picked out himself. <laughs> were, were you a little bit sort of, sort of concerned about what it might be like at the festival and what to bring and how to cope with the day which today is very very hot and being a little bit overwhelmed how did you feel about the, the anticipation was it anxiety there yeah loads of anxiety very nervous because I can I can do it on my own I don't mind I can go and have a cider and whatever and meet friends and dance or whatever but yesterday I was packing the rucksack and I sort of was sending photos to his dad and I was like is this enough have we got two less and he was like Jen we don't need half of that get rid of it all it's okay water snacks 
and us and that, that's really it but yeah definitely I'm, I'm anxious about it so it's a really really hot day and we mm. found each other you found Woods's library do you think for a first time visitor the library is a good thing to have at the festival and if so why? 100% I had no idea this was here and you said we're just around the corner and I said a library? I think it's brilliant I mean for kids I always tell people at Glastonbury and how people who don't know about it how family friendly it is and how much kids enjoy it and how you don't have to go to and stand at the front row of the pyramid and this is just I've never seen anything like this in the festival and I just think it's brilliant it's, it's nice for parents to sit down for kids to read not sit on their phones not because Ed was just sat in his rucksack and I think you saw him looking a bit oh what do I do and so it's really nice to come here and chill out and have that reading yeah has it inspired you to do something? Keep keep reading books with Ebba, even though he gets really distracted. I don't know, and 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 just keep it as a, like a memory. Um, Catherine said that she she thought of the idea when she was at the festival last year, and it's been a year since she's written and illustrated it. And I just think you lose all those things because you're rushing around. It's just nice to remember to stay in the in the present and enjoy it. You know, and yeah. So it's our last day at Glastonbury Festival. It's very, very hot. You can come back all day and just chill a bit with us again later. Thank you so much for joining. We'll see you next year. Yeah, definitely. Probably all weekend then. If this is here, we'll be here non-stop. We'll probably put our tent just there. <laughs> Camping outside of a library. How cool is that? I mean, imagine. You just walk out and your, your garden is books. Wow, there's a book there, see? <laughs> yeah, thank you. So you've just seen Molly's first festival yeah. being read and you've just bought the book. Uh, how important is that book to you? What does it mean? I just think it's really lovely because um, yeah, just that, this just sort of summarises what it's like here really for the children. It's such a nice place for kids at Glastonbury, so yeah, I just think it's yeah, just expresses it really nicely. And is this your first festival? Uh, it's my ninth Glastonbury. I've been to a few other festivals too, it's their second, my children's second, so. And what yeah. how are they feeling? Do they get a bit overwhelmed in the heat? Um, I think it just makes them tired, but no, they, they, they love it still. Just takes Everything takes a bit longer because it's hot. But. So did you stumble into Woods' library, run by Somerset Libraries, or did you know we were here? No, I saw it. I think I saw it on Facebook that um, this reading was going to take place. And then we were a bit late getting out of our tent, so she just said she'd read it again for us, which was really kind. So, yeah. So we've just had the reading of Molly's first festival and we're joined on Librarycast by the author, Catherine O'Shea. Welcome to Librarycast. Oh, hi. It's lovely to be here. So your book, Molly's First Festival, what inspired you to write this book? Well, it was actually uh, coming to Glastonbury last year um, for the first time um, as a parent. So it was actually on this day last year exactly because we had Sunday tickets as locals um, and we were walking up the hill and it just struck me that we'd had such a wonderful day as a family and there are no books that I could see about um, family going to a festival and I thought as a children's picture book that's such a lovely lovely story to share and because I, I'm an illustrator so it just kind of popped into my head as an idea. It's a beautifully colourful book 
and there are many first-time visitors to the festival, first-time visitors to us at Woods' library. You must have had lots of thoughts of what you would include and not include. How did you start the process? There's so many things you could put into the book, mm -hmm. and there must have been like a final edit. What did you first write down and the sort of things that you think you might include? Yeah, well, I suppose um, the first inspiration for the story was quite clear to me because it was based on my own experiences and the central message that I wanted to have in the story was, you know, about relaxing and having fun. Um, and the illustrations just kind of went along with that. I picked lots of things that I've seen, you know, at Glastonbury Festival, but also um, other festivals like Best of All. Um, you know, th there's so many family-friendly festivals across the UK. Um, and they all have, you know, really great offerings for kids. So all the flags and the colours and colourful bins and, and we do a lot of camping together so I got to do lots of sketching at campsites so lots of tents and things in there too. Because it's a picture book it, it, it was felt slightly limitless as to what I could put in you know and that was the nice thing about it I could you know stuff it full of all these amazing festival colourful details and Glastonbury more is more so that's kind of what I was doing with this book um, just putting in lots as many landmarks and things and familiar sites that is as I could. When you look back at the book maybe in 20 years time when Molly is about 2021, how do you think you'll feel when you look back to when you first had that idea in the field in 2022 at Glastonbury Festival? <laughs> Gosh that's a really good question, I, I hadn't thought that far ahead, you know, I think when you've got a toddler you're just really thinking about the present because it's so all-consuming. Um, but yeah I think, I think it will be really positive, you know, and what it's been really nice about the book is because it was crowdfunded lots of other families with children like Molly's age have contributed and as a reward for the contributions like a lot of them have been drawn into the illustrations as well so I feel a bit like the, the books like all those kids are going to grow up with the book and Molly's going to grow up with the book and I'm really hoping that the story will reach other parents like me and yeah it'll be something really nice to look back on in years to come. Catherine O'Shea, Molly's First Festival. Thank you so much for joining us on LibraryCast. Thank you very much for having me here. It's been lovely. We're almost ready to close Woods's Library at Glastonbury Festival 2023. To find out more of our Somerset services, why not visit our webpage, which is www.somerset.gov.uk and just type in libraries and you will find out more about all our library services and where we're located and our opening times. If you're listening outside of the county, visit your local library and see their services and join your library wherever you are. This has been brought to you by Somerset Libraries and to thank the musicians that played live at the library Phil Cooper and The Portraits, both local artists to the West Country. Thank you for listening to LibraryCast. We'll close with a final track from Phil Cooper as he played one extra song for us at Woods' Library.
of a paradox that never ends And I guess you could say it's a blessing And I guess you could call it a curse To put our feelings so neatly into words Because they follow us around Long time after the fight for the rest of our lives. So why are we at our best? We're at our worst. The hurt we feel is chorus first to you and me, my friend. We are the paradox that never ends. Writing to remember, we're writing to forget. Yesterday's pain is tomorrow's debt. And the monkey on our back gets lighter as we sing, but it's always there in the melodies we bring. So here we go again, feeling the rhythm, but unable to dance. Although the beat is our hearts They're beating out of time With the rest of our lives So why are we at our best? We're at our worst The hurt we feel It's chorus reverse To you and me, my Never end.